I've never seen a diamond in the flesh I cut my teeth on wedding rings Dude, that's pretty oh, cool. Man, that is good. I just said that sad, sad. Sad. <laughs> Dude, that's pretty good. This is The Gloom, bringing you weekly interviews with F3 Omaha packs, exploring their F3 experiences, and finding those sticky elements that create the glue in The Gloom. All right, uh, to our uh, our millions of listeners out there. Just kidding. I don't, I don't know how many we actually have, but uh, if you're listening to this, uh, you're tuned in for a really good interview because I've got a a great uh, leader, great man, and a good friend of mine. I think um, just over the years getting to know this guy in the gloom, uh, and he's also, um, you know, he's got one of the cooler call signs I think after his name. So we'll we'll do that at the end here. But uh, I got my man Dirty Bird. Uh, it was recent uh, site queue at uh, the district. So Dirty Bird, man, it's good to see you. Um, good to see you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. would love to just uh, have you tell us how it all started. So who EH'd you? What was the first workout like? Uh, and then how did you get the name Dirty Bird? Yeah. So um, hopefully most people know Tugboat out there. Uh, Tugboat actually EH'd me. I uh, work with Tugboat and have known him for a while. We went to law school together. So I'm uh, a lawyer from the district area, which is you know, shocking, but yeah. there's quite a few in the area. Uh, but no, he, uh, he's told me about F3. It was, it was post pandemic and he actually was queuing the district Murph. Uh, and I think it was July. Okay. And he was like, Hey, I, sh- I think you should check this out. And so I got up on a Monday morning, was ready to go and it was lightning and raining and i was just like no no way i'm going out there to do this uh so i sent him a text and so it was a false start um in july of i guess it was 2021 and then uh he reached out to me again and said hey i'm gonna i'm gonna queue again at the murph on in october and i i made it out um which was was interesting he kind of told me what to expect, uh, except for the cell phone and the Namorama and that type of thing, which uh, kind of threw me for a loop. But I don't I mean, there was probably 10 guys there. And I, I still laugh at this story of my first, um, first workout because Tugboat told me where it was. I was actually five minutes late. So <laughs> he told me where, where the actual workout was. So those who've been to the District Merv, uh, you know, you start at the Rockbrook parking lot but then you go to a playground that's kind of off 105th and so i was like well i miss these guys i better just drive down to the parking or down to the playground so i park get out and everybody's like mid merkins pull-ups and tugboat stops the workout i was like hey this is this is my friend brent he's a you know he's an fng i had no idea what i was getting into yeah, um, <laughs> yeah i think i think khakis was there and gave me the the typical khakis welcome i'm just like who is this uh, jokester. Uh, but no, everybody was very welcoming and, and I started the workout and I thought I was in shape, uh, but I, I quickly learned that I was not. And uh, I don't remember much about the name Arama, um, but I do remember walking back to my car down to the playground. And it was kind of like the walk of shame because <laughs> I yeah. just felt absolutely miserable. And I was like, man, I'm, I'm glad I'm walking away because if I throw up on somebody's 
front yard. Uh, nobody will see it, but uh, <laughs> yeah. But so tugboat, I think tugboat wanted me to have my first workout uh, when he was queuing because I'm pretty confident he had my name. He'd been thinking about my uh, my name for a while. Uh, but I got Dirty Bird because I, I grew up in Metro Atlanta. Um, I mean, I was born in Omaha and came back, but I uh, grew up in Metro Atlanta and was a Falcons fan or am a Falcons fan. And uh, Tugboat, for whatever reason, really likes Ludacris. And okay. uh, the Ludacris <laughs> lyric about the Dirty Birds kicking for three. So he, he gave me the name Dirty Bird and uh, I've, I've loved it ever since, put it that way. That's awesome. I love that story. And it's cool that um, you came out to one of his, his cues. What, so did you know what the Murph even was? Like, were you familiar with that workout? Okay. I mean, not at all. I mean, he, he described it to me and I was like, okay, well, I'm not sure I can do a hundred pull-ups. Uh, but you know, he, he explained to me I could modify, but no, uh, I had no idea. And, and I was running before. Uh, so I thought I was like, I'll be in decent shape. I'll be able to hang with these guys. And uh, yeah, that Murph worked me over pretty good. Yeah. What was, do you remember your, uh, your second post? Like, where'd you go after the, the Murph? I, I, when I first started, I think I just went back to the Murph occasionally just because it was familiar and I, it, it's relatively close. And then I started going to uh, Battlefield Coliseum, the, the West Side, you know, stadium workouts and realized the Murph was a little bit, at least in my opinion, a little bit more challenging than some of the other ones. Uh, yeah. So I slowly worked into the, the West Side area workouts. Nice. Yeah. What what do you think from like just a, a fitness perspective? So you were running before, were you, have you seen any sort of improvements or, or been able to maintain or what's been your sort of fitness growth? Over uh, the last yeah. few years? I, I, I've definitely reached different levels and, and, and way more in shape than I was doing it on my own for sure. Uh, and I, I ran probably three times a week, maybe. And they weren't, and they weren't, you know, crazy distances. It was more just a get out of the house type of thing. And in that 20, 20, 21 period, it was really, I'm going to go run just to get out of the house, break up my day type of thing. We'd usually mm-hmm. be a lunch run, that type of thing. But uh, as far as overall fitness and strength, it's, it's been a massive increase and, you know, and all the positive consequences of that, you know, mental also just, you know, when I go on a longer run, I feel I feel more confident that I'll get it done at a good time and so on. Yeah. So yeah, much better space or better place. Um, after three years at three. Heck yeah, man. And have you, have you dabbled in any of the other, so we've got running AOs and we have, you know, weights and fitness challenges and the halfway stuff. I mean, what's been your uh, kind of participation in those? Have you had a chance to do kind of a different flavor? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so for a while I was uh, EHing a, a high school friend, and he lived down by Xarvin. So Wednesdays were great. So heavy metal, I was doing heavy metal for a while, um, and really enjoyed that. And for whatever reason, he kind of went his own way, um, which happens, you know. No. And I kind of went away from lifting weights and gone more into more running. Uh, I don't know if that's just because naturally it's easier for me to run than <laughs> to do a yeah. bunch of weight workout. Uh, if I gravitate towards, you know, paradise and 
um, some of the pre-runs near, uh, you know, the West side areas, uh, just because that's my, if it's my body type and you know, it's easier for me, or if it's just, and frankly, we'll get into this later maybe, but like the pre-runs I've, I've enjoyed way more than, you know, my first year I was pretty hesitant to wake up any earlier or just go on a run with three or four random strangers. Uh, mm-hmm. But now that's, you know, something I kind of look forward to is getting to know people through those pre-runs. Cause it's a lot easier to, at least for me to kind of have a conversation for 40 minutes rather than, you know, doing some kind of station workout where you maybe mix it up with other people. So. Yeah. Well, and that, that's a good, a good segue. You know, it's funny you mentioned all the lawyers in the group, but did, I mean, when you started, so you knew tugboat, did you know, any anybody else you know whether maybe from law school or just from the community yeah yes i mean that was one of the crazy things for f3 and and probably got me accelerated more in in more different locations was i would always just happen to run into somebody that i knew and it, and, and for the first six months i was like oh i didn't know you do f3 as well um and so i mean it went from i went to Creighton for undergrad. So I ran into big one. I had no idea big one was involved. I mean, I wasn't active on social media, so I wasn't really paying attention on what people were posting, but saw him at uh, golden spike. And, mm. and I, then I found out afterwards that he was like, you know, he planted the flag and was, was uh, you know, pretty uh, involved in leadership early on. But that was one of those run-ins like, I hadn't seen this person in 20 years, you know, it was just kind of this random thing. And then uh, 10 cup is my, neighbor a couple houses down so i knew oh, cool. him from the neighborhood but i had no idea he's like oh you're doing f3 too is like one of those <laughs> type of things um but yeah then you know toadstool oh man um uh, lansbury i've known i knew them from law school so you just run into these folks and same with uh you know creighton undergrad too it's just kind of every once in a while you run into them and then sarpy connection um I've known baby sharks since like, I'm not high school, but right after high school and sweet roll was actually my college roommate. So crazy. I know him. Uh, and we're in, yeah, we're in a, a fantasy football league, but I've known him for 20 years and it was just like, he popped up. I think he sent me a text and was like, I saw you on one of the Namoramas. It was just kind of like, Oh man. So it was a great way to kind of rekindle some old friendships too. Just have, have been in the Omaha area. So. That's awesome. What What do you think it is about? And maybe it's maybe it's just there's a lot of lawyers in town. But is it? What do you think it is that draws lawyers to F three? Is it the schedule or is it the? I think, I think a lot of it's the schedule. Um, I think a lot of, or at least, you know, it's a stressful job. So yeah. people like to exercise as a kind of a healthy way of dealing with that stress. Um, and, and we're in the district area. There's just a high concentration of folks that live within you know four or five miles of each other but yeah i don't know it's a little bit of a head scratcher I, I i remember going to a uh a workout i think it was either mess hall or the coop but it was definitely swanson and we looked around and there was like one non-lawyer there yes. uh, i think it was um big i can't remember who it was but he realized he's like holy cow i'm the only non-lawyer here right now but uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know why lawyers tend to gravitate towards F3. Yeah, I think yeah. it is a little bit of the scheduling and just the, you know, the appeal of working out. 
Yeah. Well, Dredd, you know, the one of the founders initially of F3 Nation, right? He was a lawyer and we'll have to share, um, you know, so Pony's not here today, but when we, he and I interviewed Dredd and Dark Helmet a while back and Dredd actually sent him this book called The L Source. That's basically like the Q Source, but for litigators, for lawyers. Okay. Interesting. And uh, kind of a fascinating resource that he, he put together. Well, we'll have to see if we can get his permission to share that because we certainly have guys that could benefit from it. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, um, and also, I guess maybe one of the other reasons too is Brazilian. I mean, Brazilian was one of the Redwoods oh, yeah. and he, you know, he's a you know, lawyer. Um, and I don't know if you were part of the Rockbrook pool recruitment area but that was that was a heavy recruitment area um and so I, maybe it has a lot to do with brazilian kind of starting that you know recruitment and getting getting folks to yeah he definitely has the probably the biggest you know branch off the family tree there when we look yeah. at f3 he's, he's my yeah, uh, great age i guess uh yeah. he, he pulled in tugboat so yeah. Well, what about um, like other, so you mentioned pre-running as a way you've, you've found to build uh, relationships, anything, I mean, anything specific about the pre-run you think it's just the time and space to have a, a deeper conversation or. Yeah, I think so. Um, I, there's something about pre-runs where people tend to, especially if you pre-run with somebody, you know, three or four times and you get past that kind of, you know, initial conversation of like, oh, you have any kids, you know, all that. And you get into a little bit more deeper understanding of what um, is driving people or what issues they're they're dealing with. But yeah, for whatever reason, it just seems like pre-run environments tend to get people to kind of open up a little bit more, yeah. um, especially because you have it, it usually breaks off to like one or, you know, one-on-one -on -one or a group of three conversation. Um, yeah, where people just seem to kind of open up and you... Just, it's just an opportunity to get to know people a little bit more other than in a group setting at like a cafeteria where you got 20 people or 10 people sitting around. Um, yeah. So I, I guess I haven't really put my finger on it, but it, it seems like the pre-runs are you know, really good conversations. Yeah, I totally agree. I, I love the pre-run conversation and, you know, also try to every once in a while I'll run next to slow pitch and he'll tell me to just stop talking because he doesn't like to talk while he runs all the time. But what, what about, have you, so have you been able to participate in coffee or has schedule kind of been tight for you there? Yeah. So, and maybe this is, is common, but when I first started out, maybe in just introvert and worried about timing and, you know, I've got small kids who need to get taken somewhere in the morning, but uh, didn't really participate a lot in cafeteria. I mean, maybe Westside go over to the grinder um, or the build grinder, um, but uh, just didn't do it very often. Mm -hmm. And then I would say year two started going more, um, especially in the summers where the schedule is not quite as hectic in the morning. For sure. Uh, so Khaki's Cafe for sure was always um, a place I like to go. Um, and then build grinder on the Tuesday, Thursday workouts. Um, you know, stories on Friday is great after Golden Spike. So uh, definitely opened up to more coffees, but now I've got to catch myself sometimes and be like, I got to get out the door. And of course, how could I forget uh, Paradise? You know, yeah. Wheatfield's Coffee. <laughs> yeah, that's the best coffee shop around, right? Right, absolutely. Yeah, just don't don't tell khakis, right? Um, <laughs> What, what about, uh, so there's a lot of other second F events, right? Happy hours or, um, you know, I'm saying Q source, queen service, 
shield lock, any of that sort of stuff? Uh, have you yeah, found yeah. through any of that? So happy hours have been a little sporadic. Um, mm-hmm. I've enjoyed just because sweet roll is the self-proclaimed cue uh, for <laughs> fairy nectar. Um, so I've gone over there a couple times, and that's kind of nice because I don't I don't see the Sarpy guys as much as um, I probably should. So that's kind of fun to go and hang out with them. Um, and then uh, yeah, Q Source. I would say the last eight months, I, I every once in a while I would go to Q Source after Paradise, but I've really put an effort into doing that more often. Mm. Uh, I started I queued there a couple times and, and really enjoyed that conversation and. Um, yeah, so I, I try to be a, a regular as far as Q source on Wednesdays at, at Paradise to the extent I can. Um, and then I would say, boy, last three months we started a shield lock, which I, you know, if you asked me at the beginning of my F3 journey, if I wanted to join a shield lock, I would have been kind of weirded out, but um, absolutely, yeah. absolutely love it. And uh, the group of guys is, you know, they're, they're very motivated about like what the, and they have a pretty good vision of what the shield lock should be and what we're trying to accomplish. And, uh, it's been, it's been uh, very valuable. Yeah. For, for maybe guys that don't know, what would you say? What is, what, what is your vision of the shield lock? Just as an example, maybe to guys that are trying to get into that. Yeah. So I was, I was kind of clueless about what a shield lock is supposed to do when the group asked me or uh, the individual asked me. And, um, you know, we, we shared the, I guess the summary or the from the website, but really it's it's kind of holding each other accountable on you know what certain goals you have. If it's you know, f- you know just the physical like workout, I want to improve my time on a 10k or whatever. I want to run X amount of miles or I'm going to do a race. Um, but also just like work goals, family goals, talking about time management. Um, mm. You know, there's only so many hours in the day. How do you split it up between? time for yourself professionally family and and those things and then you know things that come up just whether it's an injury um you know stress in the family some kind of illness things like that we just kind of have those conversations through text message or or when we have our pop-up workout so it's been really it's been really good um and and helpful there's certain members of the show lock who are like all right this is what i think we should do and it really kind of instead of just you know four dudes texting each other really kind of got some kind of uh organization to it or vision to it and so that's 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 been really good yeah it's been great that if you are interested in shield locks like accessing the website and letting that be kind of a a starting point about discussing what you want that relationship to be is is uh i highly recommend it yeah. Well, I, th- I think, you know, so we, here we are, right? September, uh, sort of suicide mental health awareness month. And a lot of times with guys, we just don't, we don't ask for help. And so I think, you know, not everybody's open to asking for help in a big group. So you, you kind of create that smaller structure where maybe you, maybe you do feel comfortable venting or asking, you know, one or two guys for help with something that's challenging as opposed to, you know, sort of not having anybody to reach out to or not knowing where to even start, um, that sort of thing. So I, I love just, just creating that space for guys, right. We all, we all, you know, if we don't need it now, we will eventually, right. Have something come up that's that we didn't expect or that's difficult. And so I think just 
being intentional. Really, really good job on that. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I, I'm not going to take credit for that because it was, I was definitely a, a follower in, in the show. Like, it's like, yeah, that sounds interesting. I'll check it out. Um, and the group has a really, I think, uh, positive way of, if, even if you're not, you know, feeling like you want to communicate or express it, somebody eventually, you know, expresses, Hey, I'm dealing with this. I'm struggling with this. And then it makes it a little bit easier for the next person to say, you know, that reminds me of something I'm dealing with. And so it, it just facilitates a little bit of stress relief or just communicating some of the, you know, the challenges we're facing. Yeah. I love that, man. And I'm, I'm curious, you mentioned a little bit, maybe the first year Q source you did not attend and just curious, was it intimidating or you didn't have time or what was maybe the barrier there for, for guys that. If you ask me year one, I'd say it was time, but I think that was probably an excuse. Mm. Like I, I, I didn't, I don't know if I necessarily saw the value, so I didn't make time. Yeah. Um, so I was like, I got to get going. And you know, I, my family expects me to be here or there or whatever. Um, so now I need to be a little wise about using that time. But um, yeah, I, I think it was a little bit of intimidation. And I mean, I'll, I, I was a little freaked out about, you know, F3 is like, this seems kind of cultish. There's like, you know, code language and, yeah. um, you know, some people go all in right away and i'm kind of a little hesitant about just being like whoa i'm gonna you know do all these things uh so it was a little bit of intimidation and not really understanding the true value of it i think it it takes time for some people to kind of warm up to the idea and i was definitely one of those people who was a little guarded about you know jumping in reading you know this manual with code words and all this stuff and um you know i tried to describe F3 to people on the outside and it's funny how the, you know, you start describing it and it's like, yeah, this is, it sounds like an intense workout group, but that's not, that's not where, at least in my opinion, the real value is. Mm -hmm. Um, It's really more about improving men as far as leaders and encouraging them to take time to kind of reflect on who they are, who they want to be. I mean, that's really kind of what Q source is, is, you know, reflecting on yourself, get right. Um, And then if you are in a position, which pretty much everybody's in a position to be a leader, whether it's, you know, professionally or in the family or in the community, um, you know, what things do you need to focus on uh, to to develop yourself as a leader and, you know, help your community and those types of things. So, yeah, it starts as a workout group but it's it's so much more um so it just took me a long time to figure that out i would say yeah. just in you know put myself in situations like q source or cafeteria or pre-runs to to figure it out um, yeah i think for a lot of guys too right it, like you start out kind of waiting for like okay when when is the hook like when are they going to ask me you know like, the, like I'm, I'm showing up and it's a free workout but when are they going to ask me like for money or for whatever you know like there's like it's almost too good to be true right you're kind of wondering like okay what's the catch here when, yeah when... exactly exactly it's like all right when is the like you know the branding start and those types of yeah. things but yeah, yeah so it, it took a while and i mean for me too it was like the whole namorama and then posting it on you know twitter whatever x 
um, that kind of freaked me out at the beginning because I was like, like, what? Like, why do they need to know my name and all this stuff? But then, you know, three months into it, you see the value. I was like, oh, well, I can see these people are over there. I should go check out that exercise or that that um, site. Uh, so th then again, it's just you being educated on the on the value, um, mm. and putting your guard down a little bit. Yeah. How, how, did, how well do you think we're doing with, I guess, sharing, like, you know, teaching F and G's about that stuff? I guess as I'm hearing you talk, it sounds like we're maybe guys have to figure it out on their own so that it takes them a little longer. But I don't know. What have you seen with some of the F and G's you've been around? Yeah, I, I think I was probably more reserved and slower to get integrated than some of the F and G's that I, I see. And really, I mean, F and G's, it kind of depends on the, who's EHing them as well. Like how much information they give instead of like, Hey, we're going to go work out at five 30. You should stop by. Or instead of like, Hey, this is going to be a really hard workout. You need to, you know, just say, feel free to modify. Like nobody's paying attention. You don't, you know, no one's judging you. And then, you know, you're going to get a weird nickname <laughs> and like yeah. you're going to, people are going to ask you to get in the middle of the circle and talk about yourself. And so, and, and um, you know, tugboat was good about that part. He, um, he gave me a heads up about the naming and things like that. I don't, I don't remember it cause I was about to pass out from the exercise, uh, <laughs> the workout, but I, I'm pretty sure it happened. It is on video. Um, but yeah, I think, I think it's, it may be more, uh, if we were going to improve, maybe the site cues just kind of walking through a little bit afterwards when that, when they're initially there and just the encouragement to show up again, just be mm -hmm. like, I know you're going to be sore in a day or two, but trust me, you stick with it. You know, you're going to enjoy it. You know, you'll be, you'll be happy you did. Um, and just kind of explaining that. And then, I don't know. I mean, uh, you got to be careful a little bit of overwhelming new people too, with like, Oh, we've got 15 other things. And yeah. uh, I mean, that's a great thing about, in my opinion, about F3 is so many opportunities to lead but it's also can be tracking it all and, um, you know, accessing and figuring out what everybody's doing is a little overwhelming too. So if you're a, you know, FNG, it's like, holy cow, these guys spend all their time doing this stuff. Like it could be a little much too. So yeah. I don't know if I even answered your question, but I'm just Yeah, kidding. no, you did. I think that's perfect. I mean, I think, you know, one of the, so we just launched a, a site this morning in Bennington and we were, contemplating you know do we add a cue source with it and all and we kind of just said you know what let's just start with the workout right let's not you know as we go into this new community let's just get guys to show up to the workout and then sort of as time goes on we can add you, know, you can always add to it but to your point if somebody shows up and there's 10 different things to do it, it's a little overwhelming it almost makes you feel like well if i have to do all the things then i i don't have time you know and right. so i think we, we want to be careful of that, but that's no, I love that point. Sure. Uh, you know, curious your thoughts. It, it sounds like, um, you know, from a male sort of relationship standpoint or that second F perspective, things are, are going really well, but how do you see it? How do, how do you feel today in terms of like being connected to other guys? Yeah, I know. Um, I think it's fantastic. And F3 was kind of the thing I needed that I didn't know I needed, you know, if that mm -hmm. makes sense. Um, I mean, especially the timing of post COVID not going to the office. I, I'm fortunate enough to work with some people that like, I just enjoy, like I call them my friends. They are my friends. I mean, tugboat. And then there's some other folks that um, we hang out with, you know, 
after work and things like that. And, uh, but even, you know, even with that, like having those connections with, you know, the, the male community or, or other people, um, in similar life situations where you get in the morning and you, you're able to kind of just talk about some of the issues that you're, you're dealing with. Um, and it's, again, my, my path, like rekindling old friendships has been fantastic, but also the creation of, of, of new friendships to a much deeper level than I would ever have gotten if it was just like, Hey, you know, let's go have a couple beers every once in a while and just check mm -hmm. in and see how our things are going. I mean, I, I know what fellow F3 guys are going through or PAX members, um, that I, I would never imagine I would have that depth of knowledge. Um, and that's because of F3 and it's just a better understanding of your peers, um, which, you know, is, is a really powerful thing. I mean, I really yeah. think it's a powerful thing. Heck yeah, man. What, what about your, uh, family, like your M and your, your 2.0s? Do you think they've noticed any difference maybe in stress level or, or how do they see F3? Yeah. So like, like my F3 journey, uh, my, my wife's F3 journey has been, <laughs> uh, interesting. It, she, she's always been very supportive to a certain limit. Like mm -hmm. when I start, cause she also likes to work out in the morning. So I got to be aware of that and conscious of that, that I'm not being a, a you know, a morning workout hog. Um, mm -hmm. like, I'm gone. You're, you know, you guys stick around with the kids. Uh, but she's been very supportive. I mean, she saw the benefit. I wouldn't say instantly, but like right away, I have annoyed her many a times when I'd like talk about how hard the exercise or the workout was and things like that. She's like, ah, oh, I don't care. I don't care. Um, and then she, of course she makes fun of the, um, you know, the nicknames yeah. uh, she still can't get her head around or make sense of, but no, she, she has been very supportive. Uh, she has definitely seen the changes and the benefits, uh, uh, just like just my mental, my, my overall mood, um, just not agitated, not, not grumpy. I mean, I still get agitated. I still get grumpy, but I, I feel like I have been better. I've become better at acknowledging, Hey, I'm stressed about something and it's, it's not necessarily my wife's fault or my kid's fault and just kind of channeling it and, you know, taking a, taking a, taking a pause and say, all right, like, it's not healthy for me to go, you know, yell at somebody or, or, you know, freak out when they're really not the source of, you know, the stress or the agitation. So, yeah, that's yeah. huge growth, man. I, I love hearing that. I, you know, I think, um, we all kind of go through, I love that you said it's her, you know, your journey and, and her journey. I think, you know, kind of depending on your M and what their schedule is or what they like to be doing that time of the morning. Um, you know, you kind of, kind of fluctuate and learn together, right? It's like a new, you know, I think one of the struggles too is like if, you know, if you were a guy that maybe didn't have a ton of friends before and now all of a sudden you have friends that are not her, you know, the, the husband of her friends or whatever, you know, like the free to lead book says, then it kind of adds a different, it's a different layer, right? It's sort of like now they have to, now you're introducing them to your friends' wives instead of the other way around. You know, it's kind of an interesting dynamic there. But yeah, yeah, for sure. Curious. Your, oh, go ahead. I was gonna say she's been she's been great. I will say, uh, she gets very frustrated when I feel like I need to introduce her, her to every every person. <laughs> yeah. Like 
seeing a guy at uh, the grocery store and be like, ah, you know. Um, but yeah, she she gets a kick out of the the whole thing. Yeah, are you going to Vallas this weekend? We are. We are. Yeah. yeah. That's always one I have to remind myself to stay stay with my wife and not leave her behind while I go talk to all the guys. So yeah, yeah exactly. It's it's you know go walk around as a family unit. You know, stop by, say hi, but yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely help with the kids. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. And I, I can only imagine that 90th and center high V there and all the different F3 guys you run into there, wherever you grocery shop. Maybe. Yeah. You, no, you nailed it. Yeah. And you're there. Well, tell me a little bit about, you know, I'm curious the on the third F piece, sort of what's been your background uh, from a faith perspective and then maybe how have you grown in that area over the last couple of years? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I mean, I've been a regular attendee of church for a while. I'm, I'm fairly involved in our, our church, but I will say the church that we go to does not have a lot of what I would call my peers, like people of our age, um, you know, kind of like male uh, community worship groups and things like that. So that was certainly a, a piece that I had been missing. Um, and I mean, I would say that the spirituality part or the faith part of F3, I've enjoyed it. I don't know if it, it's really, I've, I kind of view it as a, a, a different way of practicing my religion. Um, it wasn't like I wasn't practicing religion beforehand. And then, you know, all of a sudden F3 brought me you know closer to you know, Jesus or God or whomever you, you know, worship. But um, I've, I've enjoyed it. And, um, I don't know. I, I, I guess I'm having a hard time articulating it, but it, I, I feel like it's a supplement. If, if that sure. is. Yeah. Um, yeah. Where do you go? Where do you go to church? If you don't mind me asking. Yeah. So I go to Trinity Episcopal church downtown. So when we moved back to Omaha, we lived in kind of the, um, midtown area. So we started going to Trinity and, um, yeah, just got involved there. So it's nice. So you still make the drive down there. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. It's not yeah. too bad. We, we're close to the interstate, so we drive down and uh, go back and forth. But. Yeah, no, similar here. We we went. We're going to uh, St. Mark on 90th and Blondo when we were living sort of in Westside or Loveland, and and we still go there. So it's about a 30 minute drive on Friday, <laughs> but but we love it. You know, we've got a good community there, you know, a good pastor. Um, you know, as you as you think about sort of the the third F pieces of, of F3. Um, I often hear like guys will say like F3 is sort of my church or like a, like a supplement there, but talk me through like, um, I don't know how, like COTs or maybe just the prayer at the end. How have those things, uh, helped you over the last few years? Yeah. So I, I'm going to break those down, I guess, uh, yeah. the COTs, um, to me that certain COTs were kind of like, uh, the light bulb went off a little mm -hmm. bit when you when I heard some very like I'll, I'll always remember specific COTs and I won't get into who or, or what it was about but uh, when I heard those I was like okay this is this is a different organization this is a different this is different than a workout group like this, mm -hmm. like there are some very personal powerful things shared there um, that made me realize this is this is more about you know community and, and improving ourselves and being vulnerable and, and putting yourself out there so that, you know, hopefully people 
learn from your story or can relate with your story and feel more comfortable, you know, expressing things that have held them down. Uh, so the COT, when again, when I first started, I was like, oh, this is kind of weird. This is like a weird pep talk or, and then I got to the ones that were real, like real, real, like people really putting their guard down and, and sharing some dark stuff, not dark stuff, but just stuff that they wouldn't feel comfortable sharing in a regular community or in just a you know, work office community. Mm -hmm. um, and so that was really powerful as far as me buying more into F3 and, and, and really believing in the, the value and the power of it. Uh, and then the prayer. Um, I've also heard some really profound, beautiful prayers. And although the COT and the prayer are, are to my, my mind, separate, they really can work together mm -hmm. uh, and where you kind of share an experience and then you, you know, share praise uh, to God to, you know, either, you know, the better situation that you're in or helping you find, you know, the strength to, to pull out of that situation. Uh, so those can be very, very powerful. Sometimes I fall uh, in the trap of leading an exercise or leading a, a workout and focusing more on, oh, I got to put effort into the, make sure it's a really good workout. Mm. And then this, you know, the COT is like, eh, I don't know, maybe I'll find an inspiring quote, something like that. Um, but when you're really dealing with some heavy things or, or, you know, weighed down by some stress, that COT can really, can really be the thing that uh, lightens your load, you know, mm. um, same with the prayer. Uh, and then just kind of, as you prepare both of those things, you know, hopefully find a little bit of, you know, guidance on maybe how you navigate that in the future or, you know, the, after the conversation, you know, after the workout conversation with folks saying, Hey, I hear what you're, you're going through and, you know, I've dealt with it or, you know, so on. Here's some, here's some, uh, encouragement, those types of things. So. Yeah, no, absolutely. I appreciate you breaking those two things down. I, I, it is interesting just how they flow together, but they're two totally different things or pieces of the, of the puzzle. Um, and I, and I just, I think just being in that setting after a workout and praying together as a group for whatever reason has this profound kind of impact, right? Like even if you're, if you don't expect it, right. It's just sort of, um, yeah, being in that space, I think we've, God is is a relational God. But tell me, you know, from your perspective, you know, one of the things I guess, for, you know, in my opinion, I think one of the, one of the things we do for men is we give them a space to be vulnerable and just be themselves, right? Whatever they're going through. Have how have you found an opportunity within the group to be vulnerable? Maybe in a in a COT or or have you been able to share uh, some of those deeper things? Is that something you've gotten to, or are you still kind of maybe more on the introverted side, kind of guarded a little bit. Where are you at today? Yeah, no, I, today I'm definitely more comfortable sharing the vulnerability and it took me a while to go through, you know, listening to COTs and also doing them, uh, to get to that point. Like, uh, I'm not a type of person who's gonna, on my first or my BQ, just be like, all right, here's all the skeletons in the closet, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. um, and it's also a little bit of timing too, you know, like yeah. if things are going good, it's just going to be like, Hey, you know, like I, I feel good or, you know, but if, if you're really going through some struggles or for me for a while, it was, you know, just, you know, work stress and dealing with kids and just making sure 
that I am not bringing work home to a detriment to my family. Um, and that's, and that's challenging sometimes. It was definitely challenging when you're, you know, one bedroom away from somebody who's doing online school. It, it's just, it was a, it was a tough time that way, like that way. Um, but yeah, also, you know, struggles with, with your M. Um, I definitely feel more comfortable um, sharing those now, knowing mm -hmm. that, you know, other people have shared those stories or, you know, what they've been dealing with and knowing that it's not going to be, you know, broadcasted throughout the community and stuff like that too. Uh, so yeah, it, it's definitely something I feel much more comfortable with. Yeah. What would you say, you know, any, any insight or advice for a guy that maybe is hesitant to share any encouragement or, or maybe they just need to wait for till they're ready, but any thoughts there? Yeah, I, I would say, um, you know, you, it's gotta be the right time for you, right? Like I wouldn't force it and, mm -hmm. and it, let it, let it be the right time. Um, but also know that we've heard a lot of, you know, a lot of things in those COTs and you're not going to shock anybody or disgust anybody or anything like that. You're only going to get warmth and comfort and encouragement. Um, nobody's going to walk away and be like, I'm not pre-running with that dude. Yeah. Uh, so like the judgment's not there and, and everybody gets that who's in that COT or has been in that position of giving the COT. Uh, so my, I guess my words were of encouragement would be just, you know, go for it. If you have something on your chest that you think you need to share, or you think you will feel better sharing, mm -hmm. um, then do it. Now you're only going to get positive support. Yeah, no, that's phenomenal advice. I, I love that. And it, you know, like you said, it's timing, right. And, um, you know, but, but, you know, have courage and, and share at some point. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, I mean, that's what it took me a, more than a few cues to get to that point where I was like, all right, I'm going to actually talk about things that I'm really struggling with rather than, you know, something, something that inspired me. Um, and that's, to me, that's where the real, um, you know, God's work is, is being done through this group mm -hmm. is when you hear those, like those COTs that I talked about, where you're just like, I'm going to remember this forever, just because how vulnerable this person is being um, and open. Yeah. Hey, tell me um, just your, your thoughts, you know, so we've got our, our mission statement, right? We're trying to invigorate or reinvigorate male community leadership. And one of the ways we do that, right, is with the site Q role. What was your experience as a site Q at the district? How did that go for you? It, it went great. Um, I mean, I feel like the site Q and this is no disrespect to any of my, the previous site Qs at any Murph uh, location, but it's the Murph is, is a little bit easier uh, yeah. because you, uh, when you recruit a, somebody to, to lead it, the workout set, you know, um, and there's, there's no, um, uh, post blast. I mean, it's, it's a pretty easy lift and the district Murph, I don't know if I would be able to, I don't know if I would have done it. Um, if there wasn't a second site queue, mm -hmm. just because I knew I was going to be out of town and there were some Sundays that I was getting in late. Uh, but Invictus, who's a fan, I mean, I am so glad and grateful that I got to, um, co psych with Invictus, who's a great person. And, Frankly, I don't know if I would have known him on the same level if we didn't share that experience. 
Hmm. And so it's been, it's, it was a great year. Um, and, you know, we passed the shovel in boy, August. So I don't uh, think it's been a yeah. month. Yeah. It's only been a month. Uh, I was a little surprised that I'm, how much I missed it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the first non uh, district Murph workout, I went to go grab the shovel and uh, plant it. And I was like, oh, wait, I don't have this anymore. Uh, so, you know, I still go work out on Monday morning. So it, it, I'm not all of a sudden just like jumping off the district Murph. Uh, but yeah, I, I missed it. It was a great experience. I enjoyed the the leadership. And one thing I think F3 is really good at is giving the opportunity for people to lead. And mm-hmm. uh, I enjoyed the experience, but I also understood the value of it is sharing the opportunity to lead too. So you can't just constantly run a site, you know, yeah. Well, you guys, you you know, the thing I, I think most people don't realize about the Murph, right, is we do put some pressure on you guys, right, with Labor Day and Memorial Day. And then, you know, depending on where the 4th of July falls and different holidays, I mean, I think there's a lot of, you know, flexibility you guys are called on to have in, in adjusting those schedules. But, you know, the, the Murph has always been one. We try to funnel some VQs through there, right? Were you guys able to do that? Or tell me about just being able to support the packs as a site queue. How did that go for you? Yeah, yeah. I, there were quite a few VQs. And I think we've got a VQ next Monday. So if you're listening to this, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> this yeah. uh, hopefully this comes out quickly. But uh, yeah, I, it's such an easy way to get a VQ because it's like, look, you know, all you need to focus on is the COT and the prayer and I guess a pre-blast, but we can help you with that. And so it's just a, a very easy first step into to leading. And um, I think once somebody goes through that VQ experience and realize that it's not as daunting as one may think it is, you know, um, it really gives them the confidence and the encouragement to kind of, okay, I can take on, you know, more of these at different sites and, and everything will go just fine. Yeah. Heck yeah, man. No, I, I, I think my VQ was, uh, I did a Q, VQ at, at Red Wings, which was initially called the Murph, which, you know, that didn't, didn't scale very well. And then I did a, a co-Q with Tonight Show, but the Murph was just sort of gets those jitters out, right? Counting cadence and, and assigning it, you know, asking another guy to count cadence. I mean, some of those um, sort of basics of, of leading a workout um, definitely are good with the Murph. Really good opportunity for guys. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I had my VQ at district Murph and uh, I think the, the hardest thing was just keeping track of the five, <laughs> four, yeah. four, five yeah. four principles. Yeah. And I still, I still struggle with the, the mission statement for some reason, but um, you know, I guess I could put it on my phone. Well, it's it's different online than it is in the in the free to lead. So I don't know if that's intentional from dread and dark helmet. But in one place it says invigorate, and the other place it says reinvigorate. I, you know, so. I know, I know. So I I had always just gone on online. So I was just like, why is everybody screwing this up? Like it's it's invigorate. Yeah. It's not reinvigorate. It's invigorate. Yeah. Um, but you know, each their own. Mod- yeah. Feel free to modify, right? Curious what, um, as you look at sort of other sites or maybe just, just new guys and kind of how big we've gotten as a region, what, um, any advice or thoughts that you have for us as we're, you know, trying to continue to lead and keep things going? Yeah. I, the one thing that I, like, like I said previously, the opportunity to lead 
And if somebody has a good idea, um, the encouragement there, and you can't just be focused on like, I, I couldn't imagine F3 being as successful as it, as it is, if it was very like focused, like we're only going to do MERPs. Like, you know how repetitive that would get and people would just be like, I'm going to go try something else. So, you know, you have these various, like disco is a perfect example. I was blown away by how many people, I mean, I played ultimate Frisbee before. I wouldn't say that I'm like passionate about it, but I showed up and I was like, Holy cow, there's 35, 40 people here. Cause it was just yeah. something kind of fun and new and different, you know, still to be able to get out there in the morning, exercise and, you know, have some fellowship with guys but it wasn't the same, you know, thing over and over again. Uh, so kind of being open to those new ideas, uh, I think just kind of keeps things fresh, keeps people interested and keeps them coming out. Um, and the expansion, I mean, holy cow, the last year and a half, it's just been nuts. Um, I mean, the West, the West side, I, I'm having a hard time keeping track of all the locations and um, I need to Me pull too, up. Man. Me too. <laughs> Which is great. I mean, that just shows that pe there's new new people uh, who are excited about starting up something of their own and taking ownership in it, and um, you know, are work reaching out to other non F three guys to get them showing up and coming to their neighborhoods and, and things like that. Um, I mean, I remember Tater and Tater Todd and I were talking about this. I remember when Main Stage was a, a pop up, mm -hmm. and it was like, well, I get it. I mean, it, there's not really a site anywhere around there. And then he was telling me the numbers that they constantly get come through Millard South. And it's like, whoa, like that's crazy. crazy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so the expansion has been fantastic. So, I mean, I think the recipe's right. You know, it just keeps going and going and um, which is fantastic because it's just, you know, more and more people or more and more men are realizing the value of the great things that come through. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting to think about like retention, you know, how do we keep the new guy engaged? And I think you kind of touched on something earlier of just like, give them some information so they can get engaged, don't overwhelm them. And but like, focus on, you know, where are you going to go next, right? I'll meet you there or some of those pieces of just like, what's the next step instead of getting so far out ahead of all the, you know, second and third F and all, all of the things, you know, just um, sort of partner with them on that next one. Yeah. Well, and I, and I think the most effective way really is if you have somebody that you enjoyed a conversation with, who's an FNG and just kind of reaching out to them and saying, Hey, you know, love to see you next week. Something like that. Just be like, you know, you stick with it. I think you'll really see the benefits and just have that personal kind of connection it, I think it's more effective than you know, blasting with a bunch of social media. Yeah, for sure, man. I'm curious if there's anything else maybe that we, we didn't cover that you would want to share uh, with guys that are listening. Man, uh, not that I can think of off, off the top of my head. Um, you know, I just, for those who are listening out there, um, I just extremely grateful or what F3 is. I mean, I could start with, with wait time and bringing it to Omaha, but I just, I have a hard time comprehending what my life would be like if I had not gone out to F3, you know, maybe I'd be going to a gym or whatever, running um, by myself, but I've just really enjoyed the last three years. It's been, it's been incredible. Um, and 
you know, I've, I've lost maybe some hours of sleep just getting up super early for pre-runs and I got to remind my, myself that my body needs some sleep too. Uh, but yeah, it's been, it's been fantastic. So if you're listening out there, if you are listening and you're not in F3, I, I highly recommend you, you look at, look us up online and, and check it out. Heck yeah, man. Yeah, and any, anything that, you know, that you're maybe going through now that would be helpful for guys to encourage you on or be praying for as we see out there in the gloom. Yeah. Um, on the, you know, the family, the family area, I've got a, a daughter who's getting into the preteen. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. Mood. And that's, that's a challenge. And we've all, her and I have always had a really good relationship and, um, you know, she's a daddy's girl, but, uh, you know, my M and her go after it sometimes. And then I'm in the middle trying to, uh, you know, mediate or, or <laughs> resolve yeah. the issues and knowing if I pick one side, I'm, I, you know, going to be wrong on the other side. So that's, that's a challenge. Um, for me, I also have a son who likes to, for some reason, likes to, uh, push my buttons. And so that where, when I talk about not losing my temper, it's usually because of something that he's, he's trying to do. Um, so that's always a challenge. So, you know, I'm sure hundreds of F3 or PAX members have gone through that and just, you know, appreciate your words of encouragement as yeah. I, I try to not yell at him. Um, but no, other than that, um, you know, I, I never really thought about it, but I heard, I, I'm not sure who it was. Maybe it was Lansbury talk about a little bit of a slump after, if you're a site queue and then you're kind of like, well, I did that. And now I don't, kind of have a void as far as like responsibility or where I can put my attention or time in F3. Um, I don't know if I've fully felt that void um, yet. The shield, I think the timing of the shield lock is, is helped. Uh, we'll see what happens in the winter. You know, like, no. I'm a little concerned that I, I'll, my activity will dip down in the winter since I'm not a side queue. So if, if I'm, you don't see me around as much when it's cold out, shoot me a text and say, get your ass out there. Absolutely, man. It definitely can relate. And I'll, I'll be reaching out in a few years with the, the preteen. <laughs> well, hopefully can... I have some good advice to give. Well, yeah. so far I don't feel like I, I have any right now. For sure. Well, appreciate your time. Let's, uh, we'll wrap up with a little name-a-rama. I'll, I'll go first here. Brandon Fleahardy, 37, the plague. Brent Meyer, 42, dirty bird. Dirty bird. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, man. Hey, appreciate your time. This was great. Yeah, thanks, Blake. Thanks for having me, buddy. Yeah.